The Raging Cajuns take down LSU and advance to the Super Regionals. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz back with another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, yesterday was uh, a very long day. I left Lafayette at uh, quarter of noon and got home at quarter of – no, I went to bed at quarter of midnight. So that's a long day. It was an incredible uh, day, one that I really didn't see coming. I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen this movie before kind of like this LSU baseball team supposed to be really good and then injuries happen we've seen that movie before but we've seen the Raging Cajun softball team be very very good and then come up short not enough hitting not enough pitching like the number ones have always been good right the number one Jordan Wallace's and the Summer Ellison's and the ones that were there before I got here were really good and that's all the Cajuns had they would never have the deep pitching staff. And once it got to the middle of the second middle of the first game on Sunday, and LSU was replacing their starter, it's up for grabs. And it just didn't kind of go the way you thought it would, even at that point. So let's quickly recap. We'll give you that whole thing, right? I mean, Cajuns come from a ridiculous, actually, what I like to call come from a head victory. Uh, in game two on Sunday, defeat LSU 9-8. to eight. Uh, There were two six-run innings in that game. The Cajuns had one, the Tigers had one, or the Tigers had a, a five-run inning. And uh, and then uh, Washington had a seven-run seventh inning. The Cajuns were going to host the Super Regional. Instead, they're heading out to the Great Northwest. That's fine. Uh, all right, so let's get back to game one, all right, uh, of um, the Sunday of the Sunday matchup. And I will say it was a very odd regional, right? Uh, the the, the Sunbelt uh, tournament uh, was uh, very close, really good pitching, and we saw some spectacular defense. Like, everybody made almost every single play. The one team that didn't was uh, South Alabama, and they ended up losing to Marshall because of the defense. And sometimes that gets overlooked a lot. And defense to me is much harder in softball than it is in baseball. You had, you know, shortstops, it's all one motion. You are not setting up and throwing. All right. Uh, any kind of bottle, pitcher bottles it, you know, chances are you're not making a play. And we saw that play out uh, yesterday. And so what happens? Cajuns fall behind. They actually get on top, I think, one nothing. All right. But then they fall behind. Where's the box score here? Uh, they actually fall behind. Oh, uh, Cajuns did get up on one nothing, but they fall behind four one, and you know some bad defense um, by, in this case, Alexa Langoliers. She dropped a bouncer to her. There were a couple of plays that were ruled errors in the second game that were hit hard, but this one was a, a chopper. And if she goes to first base, out. And then the next play where she ends up throwing home, 
High throw, safe. You're not throwing home if uh, you get the uh, the first out. So what should have been a two to one ball game ends up being a four to one ball game. And this is kind of the story that we've seen, you know, throughout this you know Cajun softball team for the last decade. I know they've overcome LSU uh, once. They've been to to Omaha a couple of times, but or to Oklahoma City, I guess one time. Not Oklahoma City, Norman. I think they played. Uh, Oklahoma uh you know we've seen this movie before they always just come up short and then kind of quietly you know they start coming back Alexa I think it was Alexa Langlers hits a home run right makes it a four to two ball game let's see here she's yeah she homers to begin the bottom of the second and now it's four to two. And then all of a sudden, Capone comes out of the game. She hits Maddie Hayden and uh, Maya Davis singles. And there's runners on base. And I guess on second and third, maybe. And Capone uh, is out of the ballgame. And that's their ace, or was their ace. And I guess she struggled down the stretch uh, a little bit. And uh, that would prove to be the difference later on. And then, you know, they did they score a couple of more runs there. Did they score one more run? Let me see here. I lost it. Um, they got a, they scored uh, one more run in the inning, so they made it four to three. The big blow came in the third. Jordan Campbell with a pinch hit, three run home run, and that was basically uh, the game. Um, Kendra Lamb, she started, I think. It's all one big ball game. So, uh, oh, Shorman, Megan Shorman started it, and uh, she gave up four runs, three earned, but really should have gotten out of it a little bit sooner. And then Sam Landry came in and shut the door. Five shutout innings. The only base hit she gave up was a little flare, which made things interesting. <laughs> In the uh, seventh inning, right? Georgia Clark hits a deep fly ball. It was ruled foul. I'm seeing on Twitter that they, they said it went over the pole. I mean, you can really see on the replay that a Raging Cajun fan catches it to, well, if you're looking at it, you know, from home plate to the left of the pole. Uh, he is like three or four people to the left of the pole. It wasn't really close. All right. I'm sitting next to LSU people. And they're like, yeah, that's foul. So not so close. So, you know, and Landry gets the job done and the Cajuns win the ball game seven to four. All right. Now you're going to Sydney Burzon for LSU and you're playing in game two. Do we need to take a break here? You know what? Let's take a break. We'll come back and do game two. We do have baseball to talk about as well. The Raging. Raging Cages will try to defend their title. They will not play until uh, Wednesday night. Late Coastal Carolina had the option of when to play. They chose to play earlier, which is probably smarter. You never know with rain how long you may have to wait. Uh, so let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk about game two of the Raging Cajuns. Their come from ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, come from ahead victory over uh, LSU. But now it's time to talk. I've already had one. I've already had one. I did, you know, for some reason. I bought him yesterday before the game. Like when I said I left a quarter or 12, it was from the Walmart parking lot picking these up. 
I didn't bring any in with me. I did a good job. I lost weight this weekend, which is incredible driving back and forth to Baton Rouge. That is unlike me. Usually too much soda, chips, cooked candy. I did a good job. But now we have the Bill Puffs, uh, the Bill Par Puffs, to uh, to help me out uh, this week and get me going. I, I'll tell you my weight. I don't care. I weighed in under 212. I'm going home in a month. I'm going home to visit Mama Schultz in a month. We'll do the shows from home again. And I'm going to lose five pounds in a month, hopefully more, but five pounds is really the goal. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and want to make healthier snack choices, but don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. Built bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or a coconut puff. Or do what I do. I go to Sam's and uh, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. I guess I do go to Sam's. I, I I went to Sam's first, as it turns out, and then I went to Walmart. <laughs> Got these at Sam's. Uh, they are good for you. I like them, and they fill you up, and they are chewy. So it feels like that's a big deal for me. It may be psychological. I drink a lot of protein shakes and a lot of protein, but the bar gives me the idea that I'm eating something. And uh, it's a psychological thing. So it fills me up. All right, uh, Dave Schultz back with more Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day talking Cajun softball, advancing to the Super Regionals. Game two, blink of an eye. It's 6 nothing Cajuns, first inning. They scored a run in the first three batters, like really fast. I mean, it, it, before you could figure it out. Single down the line, the left field line by Maya Davis. Stormy on a fielder's choice. Uh, uh, Davis advanced to third on an error by the second baseman. I think that threw it in. I think she threw it into right field. And Stormy goes to second, and Davis scores on a wild pitch. I'm not even sure that was like eight pitches in. It was real. No, it's like, like four pitches in or something along those lines. All right, Davis singled on a 1-0. Stormy swung and hit on a 1-0, and then the wild pitch came. It was one nothing fast, right? And then uh, Piscos walked, Aldred walked. Uh, Heath grounded out to second, and then Langoliers walked. So it's it's two nothing, but you know they got a shot to get out of this. Except Jordan Campbell homers off what my dad calls a fair pole. It's not the foul pole. If it hits it. It's a fair ball, right? If it hits the pole, it's a fair ball. It's the fair pole, the fair pole, according to the judge. Uh, and it's 6 nothing. 
And I'll be honest with you, I was shocked that Beth Tarina stayed with Sidney Burzon to pitch to Jordan Campbell. Not even later on in the game. Forget about later on in the game. Having said that, it did work until later on in the game. She settled right down in the second, third innings, fourth innings, right? Does give up a run in the sixth and two in the seventh, but that's later on. I can't even believe Sidney Burzon came out in the first and Beth Torina, the LSU head coach, goes, well, they got six runs on two hits. They're not exactly crushing her. No, but she can't throw a strike. That's why it was a grand slam. So I was kind of shocked at that. And then she stayed with her. Was even more shocking. So, and then at the time, right? I mean, we can double uh, second guess the, the original decision, but the next decision worked out until the end. Okay. So the Cajuns are down, or up, I'm sorry, 6 nothing. Georgia Clark, who almost homers to uh, tie the game up in game one, does homer. And a little controversy, she's rounding uh, first base, going into second base, points at the umpire, and basically says, is that one fair? I mean, I don't, I don't know what happens, but if you get thrown out in the middle of a home run trot, does the run count? Later on in the game, Georgia Clark would get called out, would, would point again at the umpire, and this time, get thrown out. In her defense, the second time, she was right. Doesn't justify what she did. But they were, the home plate umpire, I don't know if it was just a long, hot day or whatever the case was, really lost control of what was going on at the plate. Okay. So the Cajun's defense, once again, falters. It was so good for that Sunbelt Commerce Tournament and... A few games here in Baton Rouge, in the Baton Rouge Regional. But Carly Heath, who gets the nod to start for the Cajuns, could have been three up, three down through the third. And it's a 6-1 ball game, and now you're in the fourth. Couldn't get it done. Uh, the defense, a letter down. This is where, in the postgame show, Jerry Glasgow was admitting, you know, they may have been errors, but those balls were rocking hard. They were hit hard. And they were. Those were hit incredibly hard, but you still had one on and two out. Briggs reached on an error by uh, Alexa at uh, short, and that was one of those hard hit balls. And then you had Pleasance with a single, Clark with a single, Newland walked, Redoubty with a double, and Petty single. Five two out base hits. All those runs are on earth. No one cares about that. Because now it is 6-6. Six, six. <laughs> now it's 6-6. Six, six. Actually, they did have a six-run inning. They had a six-run third inning. They actually take the lead, 7-6. So that's three, that was two six-run innings yesterday and a seven-run inning yesterday. And that's only two games. I don't know what happened the rest of the games in college softball. So it was a six-run third inning. It's 7-6. They add another run in the fourth. LSU does. They leave... 8-6, and this is, again, the movie we've all seen, kind of a tragic ending, you know, and uh, you know, it's good to know that I'm not the only one thinking about it. Even Jerry Glasgow is thinking about it. How do you go to a press conference where you've blown a 6 nothing lead in the championship ball game, and the Cajuns just quietly come back? I'm going to have to look it up. I'm not sure if they were behind Ole Miss, but uh, according to Kevin Foote of the uh, Kitty and Advocate, their last win in their final at bat was against – Ole Miss at home. I got to go back to see if they were behind in that ball game. Very well could have been tied. 
because they've never been shut out all year until LSU did it. Would this be the first time they're able to come back? Uh, Carly Heath, by the way, again, another solo home run, right? We talked about uh, Alexa's solo home run that got the comeback coming, uh, got the comeback uh, going in game one. Now, all of a sudden, you get a Carly Heath home run, and instead of down 8-6 heading into the seventh inning, you're down 8-7. Kind of interesting, Beth Torina sticking with uh, Berzon, you know, and I'm actually writing a tweet out, final LSU 8, Cajuns 7, right? LSU advances to the Super Regional, all right? Before I could finish typing it up, the Cajuns had runners on at second and third, one out. Two base hits quickly and a intentional uh, bunt and a sacrifice bunt, all right? Guess who's at the plate? And this is the weirdest thing we've seen, Jordan Campbell. So you already have the go-ahead, the tying runners on at third. The go-ahead runners on second. The, the runner on going to first base isn't that big a deal, and it sets up a double play. They tried to intentionally walk Jordan Campbell. It did not work. The first pitch over the catcher's head. Tie game. They're still trying to walk Jordan Campbell, and they're throwing strikes. She can't. Sidney Berzon can't intentionally walk somebody. Campbell comes up with a RBI base hit, gives the Cajuns a 9-8 lead. I thought maybe a Kelly Leak reference would be appropriate, except she really didn't. That's a Bad News Bears reference, right? They're going to intentionally walk Kelly Leak. And Walter Matthau says, reach across the plate and see if you can hit it. Well, this one was actually over the plate, and Jordan Campbell did it. Only eight runs batted in on the day. She had a three-run home run, pinch hit home run in the first game. In the first inning, she had a grand slam. And now she has an RBI single to put the Cajuns on top. Uh, and they're up nine uh, to eight. One of the unsung heroes, and it really shouldn't be, um, is the Cajuns' left-hander. Let me see here. Well, that's not who am I at the wrong spot. Oh, maybe Kendra Lamb did come in. Uh, Rosado. I thought uh, Rosado pitched. Did I get that wrong? The left-hander is the one who I thought finished off the game, Rosado. Um, and um, that's what I think. I think that box score is wrong, at least online it is. Uh, the left-hander finished off the game. Alexa... Langlaire's makes a spectacular catch in foul territory, making it two outs. They do get, I thought they got a runner on in the seventh. Uh, Petty fouled out, but Gutierrez single to center, but Stewart fouled out to Matty Hayden down the left field line. So uh, all in all, just a ridiculous day of softball. It was a great weekend in Baton Rouge for the Raging Cajuns. Uh, a really tough loss for LSU and, you know, I think that the odd part is about that LSU UL thing is that the fans don't like each other more than the teams. All right. The teams like each other, right? Beth Torina, she's devastated. She's like, you know, we we like playing UL. They're nice girls. They're asking about my daughters, is what you know Beth Torina is saying. You know, we like playing them. 
she was upset, which we mentioned, about playing UL. The ninth RPI team, LSU, should not have been playing the 11th RPI team. And they do that for convenience and travel, and it's not right. And she's right to be upset about it. And it's not crying over spilt milk. We brought it up beforehand. So this is the first time I've had the chance to, to have that her answer that question, and, and we saw that she was upset about it. All right, quickly, let's take a timeout. We will talk about the uh, Sunbelt Baseball Championship coming up uh, this week. Can the Raging Cajuns do it again? They've won a Sunbelt Championship in basketball. They've won a Sunbelt Championship in golf. They've won a Sunbelt Championship in softball. Can baseball, they're the defending champions. They'll have their work cut out for them. We'll talk about that next. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back and we'll talk Sunbelt baseball. The tournament bracket is out and all the action gets underway on Tuesday in Montgomery. But first, let's talk a little fan duel and make a fast break to fan duel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks very much for tuning in to uh, Locked On Sunbelt. Uh, the station continue, the channel continues to grow. Uh, we will get back to football once, you know, the baseball and the softball are done. Uh, we'll have some teams in the, you know, in the NCAA tournament. You know, Coastal is going to be in the NCAA tournament. Southern Miss is going to be in the NCAA tournament. We'll see if one of those teams are not the automatic bid teams. You know, does Texas State or Troy get in? Do the Cajuns get in? It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens down the stretch. But, you know, suffice to say, I'm really appreciative sticking with us here through the, the move from Mobile to Lafayette. We're a little bit more uh, regular, shall we say, although it was a little bit late today because it was a late night uh, yesterday. But uh, remember, when you see it on YouTube, like it, share it. If you see it on Facebook and Twitter, do the same. And don't forget, you know, you can get it wherever you get your audio podcasts, Amazon, iHeart, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. And if it's on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. It is a big help. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in to Locked on Sunbelt. All right, quickly, let's go over the uh, championship uh, bracket. Let me see if I get it a little bit more. Is a little bit. I got a bracket here. That may be easier. Uh, Dave Schultz locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. All right. So you get the first round, and that's single elimination. That's Tuesday. That's not a whole lot of rest for teams that played on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So you have number seven, James Madison, falls out of the top six, right? They went from 11th to fourth. Back to sixth, and now they finish seventh. So they had a bad weekend. James Madison will take on Old Dominion. And you get the Georgia schools going at it, so that's a nice rivalry game. Uh, James Madison, Old Dominion at 3 p.m. Central Time, I'm presuming. All games, I'm going to guess that's Central Time. And Georgia Southern taking on Georgia State, uh, 6.30 p.m. And those are single eliminations. Okay. Now we go with, uh, let's say, the left side of the bracket. Uh, first thing in the morning, Troy, number three. Troy takes on App State, 
the number six seed, Troy takes, uh, you know, the Cajuns lose on Saturday, so they couldn't have gotten the number three seed. Troy ends up getting the three seed. They get App State. The winner of that will take on Southern Miss. Southern Miss is the number two seed. So they'll get the winner of the 8-9 ball game. That will be at 12:30. Okay. We go now to the other side of the bracket, and you get the 4-5 game. Actually, it's the number one seed Coastal Carolina is playing at four. And this is if none of these games go extra, if none of these games go long, and if there's no rain. I'm not holding my breath. Coastal Carolina scheduled to play at 4 p.m. The Ashanta Clears, your number one seed, uh, will get the winner of James Madison and Old Dominion. Cajuns take on Texas State. Now, here's the thing. Texas State takes two out of three from ULM, but the Cajuns just swept them at home. That's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy at all. We will hear from Matt Deggs later on today. Who's going to be the pitcher? You know, are you going with uh, Nezu on regular rest, or are you going with uh, Fluno? on short rest i get they're both going to be on short rest because this is you know not friday to friday or even you know thursday to thursday it's you know one's thursday to wednesday and one is friday to wednesday so we will see what happens there can the cajuns take down texas state and they would advance to the winner of coastal uh taking on james madison in old dominion and we'll see what coastal does you know do they throw their ace in the first game knowing it's double elimination right so do that, you know, do they throw their number two pitcher and save their ace for the next round? So we'll see that. They also, the thought about this is the potential, potentially we may head up to Montgomery if the Cajuns make the semis, which will make for a very early morning. Uh, maybe I leave Friday. Maybe I can go crash in Mobile because they play 1230 um, on Saturday. It's a two and a, it's a six and a half hour ride. So that makes for a quick Saturday, uh, a long Saturday ride in the morning. But maybe if I break it up, you know, do a little bourbon shopping in Alabama on on Saturday morning, could always do that. So again, I, I know that Scott Watkins thinks it's wide open. I don't. I think it's going to be Coastal Carolina or Southern Miss. Of course, for the PGA Championship, I thought it would be you know John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler, and we got that wrong as well. So. Who knows? Uh, it could be very interesting. And again, with a double elimination, you never uh, do know. So the Cajuns absolutely have a shot. Uh, their bats and a little of the front line pitching is pitching very well. The back end pitching, not so great. So we will see. And then you have Cooper Rawls. We'll see uh, what happens uh, there. So, all right. Uh, a little bit longer than I thought we were going to go on a uh, Monday morning. Yeah, way longer. Uh, I do want to thank you so much for tuning in. We'll continue to preview the Raging Cajun softball. They will take on Washington, uh, the Huskies, with a seven-run seventh inning, taking down McNeese. The Cajuns were oh so close to hosting this Super Regional, uh, but now they'll be going to the great Northwest. And, of course, we'll be talking uh, Sunbelt baseball uh, as well as the Sunbelt Conference Tournament is getting underway on Tuesday. Again, have a great week, everybody. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks for tuning in. Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.